Pandemonium Reigns. Episode 119, Pandemonium Reigns, coming at you. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners out there. Uh, the best way that you can express your thankfulness is to go ahead and press like and subscribe to you boys. We appreciate it. For real, though, wherever you're listening, maybe you're driving to uh, see the family that you don't really want to see over a bunch of food that you don't like because you're a picky eater. Shut up. Eat it. Your food's going to touch. Get over it. Uh, we are thankful for you. Man, if that's not the most contradictory words that have ever come out of my mouth, then I don't know what is. Amen, boy. Well, I love it. It's rivalry week. Rival, rivalry, rival, rivalry week. Uh, the word is not so bad until you add the word week behind it, and then I just go full it, like SpongeBob. Rivalry week. Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, same thing happens, especially with the Red River rivalry. Red uh, River it, rivalry. It, 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 Wed, wed, wivel, wavel, we. It, it just happens so easy if you're not careful. Uh, this needs to be the new game. Instead of playing paper, rock, scissors, people just say, "All right, the first one to mess up rivalry week, that's the loser." And you just keep going right back and forth. That is the loser. Back and forth. Do you want to give it a shot? Like I'll go I love first. it. I love. It. And then we're gonna we're gonna pick up the pace. Eh. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Here we go. Ready? I'll go first. You go. Like we're gonna we're gonna spit it out. <clears throat> rivalry week. Rivalry week. Rivalry week. Dang it. Because I'm, I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. hard to say if you're smiling. You got to be mad when you say it. I know, right? Like, got to be pissed off. All right. Hey, let's go ahead. Uh, if we don't stop now and get to some games, it's going to be the longest episode ever. Uh, but I just want to go ahead and yes, point out the let's just go ahead and make an LOL for all the people out there who also tried to say it while they're currently listening to this show. Appreciate it. Thanks for Thanks for hopping in on you boys. Uh, hey, let's dive into the games. We've got a ton of them, uh, probably, that we're going to talk about. So let's dive into this. Let's begin with the game. Ohio State yes. at Michigan, both 11-0. and 0. Uh, this, this game is the winner of the Big Ten, basically, because they're going to they're gonna go up against the mighty Hawkeyes uh, of, of Iowa, uh, and that's not going to be anything. Uh, so this is going to determine... This is going to determine the conference. This is definitely going to impact the playoff. Uh, but before we get into this, man, I, I just want to ask you this. I was at the gym this morning, and I go to the, I go to the gym with actually like a couple Michigan fans. One dude's from Michigan. Uh, got another guy who pretty sure he's from Ohio. He's a big Ohio State guy, and I was like, "Hey, dude, listen. Did Michigan actually cheat? Like, did they actually? Do you think that they actually have been stealing signs? I'm asking you." Michigan actually cheat? You think they actually did it? I mean, I definitely think they did it. Okay. Uh, you know, to me, it all comes down to what knowledge was there of of Connor Stallion's actions is what it comes down to for me. Um, yeah. It's mm. it's not a matter of if because I think you know, did here, you ask me this? Did any did X cheat? I absolutely think so. I mean. I think that teams are responsible for changing their signs, you know, periodically, week to week, maybe. Yeah. Keep it fresh. Keep it something that you can't steal. Uh, but I think if you're not trying to pick up on your cues, what are you doing? That's fair. All right, let me ask you this then. So, so this was his next question to me. He said, do you think Harbaugh didn't know? Oh, that's – man, 
he's he's got to be one of the weirdest coaches left in the game at this point. You know, I could actually see him not knowing, uh, but I think he's old school. Uh, well, first of all, he's he's getting old for one, uh, but I think I also think he's old school, and I think he's someone that would say, you know, rubbing his racing, we're going to do what other teams do, yada yada yada. Don't let me know about it. You know, I could see him covering his bases like that, but. If if I give anyone the bidding for the doubt, it's probably him for whatever reason. Uh, just because he's such an odd bird, or he has he's become a really odd guy. Um, but I think it's you know totally likely that he knew. You know uh, when when Michigan turned around and accepted and stopped fighting the three game suspension, that's pretty telling. Uh, I think there was other evidence such as maybe uh, I think it's Partridge uh, is his name. I can't remember, I remember who it was. Maybe destroying some evidence. He's about the uh, linebacker coach. That that let, yes, yeah, that led them to kind of you know uh, giving up the ghost on the fight. Um, but you know, absolutely, he's totally capable of knowing. But if anybody didn't, he's probably smart enough to say, "Don't tell me what you do" or something. You know, that's fair. All right, one last question. All right. Assuming they, assuming they cheated, what yeah. is the right punishment? That's that's next level. So assuming, stuff. assuming they were like, "Yo, Connor, you know, go do, the, go check out the, you know, this game and that game." You saying well, that? It, even if so, even if Harbaugh didn't know, you've you've also you you, you got the uh, the the lack of institutional control that the NCAA is going to come out with and accuse you of, and and they have proven that there's a hammer that that follows those words. But but, but depending but, on what brand you are, exactly, exactly. Exactly, and Michigan is a pretty big brand right now. Uh, a re, you know, a recently resurged brand. Um, that I mean, look, they just got their thousand win. You know, they're the first to a thousand wins. I mean, think about that program. If they're the ones that you make an example out of, or what have you, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, it, whether whether Harbaugh knew or, or not, what, what 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 you're Mark Emmer. What are you doing to them? I think I think the most correct action is a is, is a head coach suspension. I don't think it's stripping away wins or you know any bowl or postseason type garbage. Um, I, I do think that that a head coach suspension is probably the best move. I've always wanted the NCAA to go after the coaches rather than the guys that it impacts more so more directly the players. Um, you know, don't take away the opportunity from them. I think if you watch Michigan. You see an outstanding defense, uh, yeah. absolutely outstanding defense. You see a pretty good offense that can uh, – a balanced offense that can hit you from, uh, you know, a variety of different ways. Um, I think you know they're a good team. I'd also ask Michigan, why did you go to these links? Like, why did you think you needed to go to these links? Um, but, yeah, I think it's for me – it is suspension more so than bans and, and stripping of wins, although that's probably my number two. I don't know. Uh, is is you know maybe taking away some wins, but I just don't know. I'm really there's a reason I'm not in that job. I'm disappointed in you. Like you're you're the you're my friend who's like man, slap them around. Like that's like I don't know. You're I feel like you're being really diplomatic in this moment, man. Because for okay. me, for Let's me, flip it around. Let's like it's borderline it death penalty. Okay, yeah, that's because you the, these you know, signs got out. You you these signs got out. They they made their way down to South Carolina, dude. <laughs> I mean, they may have. You know what I mean? But 
let's flip this around. If this is <laughs> here's why I'm not in that job. Okay. If, if this is Ohio state in this position, or if this is Alabama or Georgia in this position, uh-huh. death penalty all day, son. That's why I'm not in that job. I don't mind Michigan. They're, they're, they're somewhat doing the Lord's work when they, when they win the game. Uh, they're, you know, I think they're a pretty serious threat in the playoff because of their defense and the kind of growth and maturity that they've shown at times offensively. It's been better, obviously, when Harbaugh's on the sidelines. Breaking news, your team plays better when your head coach is on the sidelines. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's why I'm, you know, I'm biased. I, I'm biased because I like them more in the Big Ten than most, uh, you know, definitely more than Ohio State. And, like I said, they're not a bitter rival. Uh, I almost did it, bitter rival or anything like that. I got you. Well, I'm ser- I'm seriously having a death penalty conversation. That that is that is an option, and you're going to have to tell me why it's not. Right? You're going to have to give me legit reasons why it's not because you did more than impact. You know the teams that you played. It it made its way arguably around the country. I mean, it got down to it got down to South Carolina, and you could potentially look at this thing and say, oh, so what, you, you scouted everybody but TCU, did you? I mean, absolutely, absolutely. That's a conversation, uh, and they played like they had never seen TCU. I mean, look at what Georgia did with TCU, and look at what Michigan did with TCU. Um, that's what I'm saying. Honestly, so, so um, and, so, and TCU had plenty of brilliant moments. You know, like against yeah, Texas, sure. that was a that was a hard fought win where their offense didn't do anything like it normally mm-hmm. did. But here's my thing. Here's another thing for me with this. Okay, Shane Beamer uh, and. And look, it, it ties in with him because of you know the the rumors that are out there with 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 South Carolina last year and the turnaround that they presented in the late part of the season. Beamer has been caught cheating before with with something just like this. It's documented when he was yeah. uh, probably a special teams assistant at Georgia or or VT. Uh, I want to say Virginia Tech. Okay, uh, you know, either way, take the coaches out of the game. Take you know, take the coaches out of the game. That's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, turn it to, it to college basketball. You know, it, look at how long it took to do anything with Will Wade, Bill Self, who is still just not even felt a drip of sweat. Well, I, yeah, I'm not saying like what, what what do we think the NCAA is going to do because we we have no idea. They are they are so inconsistent, right? Yeah, uh, I'm, and as biased I, I'm, as I am for Michigan, I'm biased by their lack of showing me anything. If you are a blue blood. I don't know, man. Look at Missouri I, a few years ago. I think you. I think you come down because this is one of those things that if you don't get a handle on this, if you're the NCAA, the other schools are going to look at it and go, "They got slapped on the wrist for that." Well, we're going to do it too. So, uh, you know, in hockey, you get you get the penalty box, right? And it's basically, you know, like when you when the other team knows your signs, you're basically playing with one arm behind your back. So go play um, an, an eleven. Uh, 11 man football game and do it with seven, seven on 11, right? Like you got players in the penalty, but freaking death penalty, freaking capital punishment, kill Harbaugh, like do something like that. That's a joke. Y'all, if the FBI is listening, I'm not actually saying slay him, but like you, you got to do something. And I'm totally cool with that. If it would become the norm, but it won't. And think about it. I mean, NIL is on the table. It's not like we're going to see many more, Heck, Jeremy Pruitt situations, we're not going to see cheating allegations when it comes to recruiting. It's all going to be stuff like this, if anything. And now everyone 
because again, I think everybody does this. I think teams have the responsibility to change their signals. I really do. Um, you, I don't think you can roll with them week to week. I'm sorry. Uh, I've heard too many former players say that, you know, it's your responsibility to self-scout, to play against your tendencies at times, to, to fight against that. Um, That's fair. You know, That's that, fair. Th- these are the reasons I'm biased. And and look, if, if they want to make an example out of Michigan, I don't care. It just better freaking be the norm because – there is no norm. There is no consistency going back. Well, take that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Like, take the NCAA out of it. You're you're in control. So that that's why I presented the question that way. Yeah, and, and I think for me in that regard, it's just I I think you need to make you you better be able to tell that hey they're they're aware we got to change our signals or something. I think I think you have a responsibility in that. I really do because okay. Think about the all twenty two angle. I mean, it, which it's not like when when coaches and and you know the analysts and anybody film players watching film. They're not watching the TV broadcast. They got the all 22. It's shot from the moon down. Yeah. The signals can be slow mode. And, you know, I mean, think about it. You've got to change that up if you're me. So I think that's another reason I'm softer on this. Um, But yeah, do whatever you want. And I I really mean that do whatever you want, but you better not ever come down lax on another blue blood or anybody for that matter. It better be even. And I just know it's not going to be. Well, well, that's I mean that's our argument for any case that the NCAA has has been presented with. They're they're inconsistent. So, well, they're that convers- of doing anything. That conversation took a turn that I didn't want it to. Uh, let's make a quick <laughs> preview and prediction on this. All right, so <clears throat> both eleven and zero. You got the ESPN FBI who's who likes Michigan at fifty five point one. You have an over-under of 46.5. Feels a hair low for me. And then you got Michigan minus three in 37-degree weather. Who do you like, man? What do you think? And, and again, it could be, it could be my bias uh, that I've clearly talked about in, in this series, in this conference. I like Michigan, though. I mean, they've, got a, they've obviously got a two-game streak going. I think the pressure is largely – with everything going on at Michigan, I think it's Ohio State feeling the pressure here because, like, if you're the, if you're Ryan Day and you let them start a three game streak on you, mm-hmm. all the success that that Ohio State's had since 2000, I don't know, you know, go back 20 years, I don't care, yeah, uh, and and you you've been the one where the buck has kind of stopped with any success in the postseason in terms of championships. You give up a three game streak to Michigan. I think that's a lot of pressure, and I don't know that I like how he performs under pressure or for that matter, you know, just period. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much I like there. Uh, I think he's really just kept the ball rolling and was set up for so much success as many have talked about, but, but I think I like Michigan in this. I wanted to actually ask you, you know, let's just break it down. Who, what offense do you like in this game? What offense do I like in this game? Um, Well, yeah. Which offense you like better? I was actually going to answer that. Let, Let me, so let me, okay. Let me answer that this way. I'm taking Michigan. I'll go here for my predict, uh, prediction. I'm going to take Michigan 31-27, and I like them for two reasons. Okay. The first reason I like them is because despite all of this stuff that's going on, going on in the locker room and everything, they are somehow united. They're holding up the fours yeah. in honor of Harbaugh and you know, all that stuff. So it's almost like when the country came together after 9-11, right? S- similar to the – I'm talking about the unitedness, right? So you got yeah. that. And the main difference I like here, so here's here's what I'm going to answer your question, is I like McCarthy over McCord because of the game yep. experience. Uh, he's 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 
He's been doing this for a minute now. They're pretty. I'm not going to say they're 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 similar. They they're pretty similar statistically. Uh, in in general, uh, they both have weapons. They both have all the the offensive lines. I'm taking. I like the offense because of McCarthy and the experience. Not not a not a diss on McCord by any means. Uh, because you could look at this and go, well, McCord has Marvin Harrison. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Well, McCar- McCord and Harrison have been doing it together for 11 games, though. Uh, yeah. McCarthy and Corum have been sharing the backfield for two seasons. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I just like McCarthy's experience, and the game is at home. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm basically with you. I mean, in terms of which offense I like, any offense that features Marvin Harrison, I really like. But yeah, bro. It's just it's kind of inconsistent from him sometimes. Now I think he's going to be highly motivated for this game. I don't think inconsistency is going to be an issue, but I do think uh, you know the defense that I like better is not even up for debate a little bit. It's Michigan's. Uh, their secondary is stout. They get sure. so much pressure, uh, a variety of different ways. But they can most importantly they can do it with four if they want to, or you know rushing the minimum. Um, I li- I love Michigan's defense in this game. Them playing at home is huge for me. I like Michigan, and I like them twenty. Uh, I like them twenty three to seventeen. I got them covering. So you, yeah, you have them covering, and you're also. I'm trying to do math here. You've got the you got the under. I'm under. Wow, I am under. Wow, I, I like the I like both defenses to an extent. Now with Michigan, it's more so this. You know, if if Ohio State were to stop the run, what would Michigan do at that point? That does scare me. Uh, you know, if I'm a Michigan fan, which I'll be rooting for them, but uh, you know, if, if Ohio State were to just get a real good grasp on the run game, that would be alarming. And I, mm-hmm. I wonder how much success they'd then find through the air if they had to. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I like both defenses to an extent. I certainly love Michigan's defense, like I said, and I think I think a big game like this, the game, you know, you can really see defensive defenses get the stops and and the offense kind of tighten up. Do you think one? One can afford a loss more than the other. Mm, Michigan certainly can't afford a, a loss here. At least yeah. if you're Ohio State, at least you had Notre Dame on the schedule, and and I know that Michigan had. I think it was this year that they had Washington on the schedule, and that game uh, was canceled. But the the, out, the non-conference was terrible. The early season schedule was terrible. I mean, you you didn't necessarily play anyone until Penn State, which was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan cannot lose this game and think that there's any chance of getting into the playoff without just sheer chaos. Yeah. Uh, but Ohio State certainly doesn't have much wiggle room either. They, you know, the the thing is, it's you're screwed because if the other team wins the conference, you're out. That's fair. I think I think Ohio State's going to get a little bit more grace because it's at Michigan. I think the committee would look that's, at Michigan and say you you lost it at home. Uh, they've got a little more wiggle room to me. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I think I think Ohio State has a little more grace. All right, we're going to end this segment. I'm taking Michigan 31-27. Mike is taking Michigan 23-17. 12 o'clock Eastern time, big noon kickoff, Ohio State at Michigan. Iron Bowl, Bama down to Auburn, 10-1 Bama, 6-5, what should be 7-4 Auburn after that <laughs> ugly loss to New Mexico State. CBS, 3.30 kickoff in the SEC, the last time we should be saying that. ESPN, FBI has got Bama at 85.7. 
Your over-under is set at 48 and a half. And Vegas likes Alabama minus 14. What you got, man? What do you think? Boy, that 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 feels like a tall number. That feels like I'll tell you what that feels like. That feels like the the CFP uh, the CFP playoff committee is projecting that spread in Alabama to handle business in Jordan Hare Stadium uh, rather than Vegas. Or you've got Vegas trying to take some people's money here because that feels large. And I understand that Auburn just lost to New Mexico State, but I've also seen so many instances of teams that are either playing way better or in just in fact are flat out way better than Auburn go into Jordan Hare and get caught up in that Yellowwood voodoo. Mm-hmm. Tell me you've not seen the same. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. The only yeah, I, the only you know, I, voodoo it doesn't the only time the voodoo doesn't work is if you're from New Mexico. That is true. That is true. Uh you know Jerry you go in there and you Jerry kill them in their at their home field, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and there's there's other factors too for me. I mean Think about the great, the great last thing that Saban's not handled all that well defensively uh, is a mobile quarterback. And you think about the way that Peyton Thorne was running around on Georgia, uh, as good as they've been defensively, as good as they are this year, keeping them in that game. Um, I, I could almost see, you know, I can see any outcome uh, or a lot of different outcomes here. It is tough for me to envision an Auburn win. Uh, I'll give you a score here in a minute when I think of it. I'm trying to buy myself some time here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, cer- I think that Auburn's going to keep this close for maybe not uh, maybe not 60 minutes, but dang near 45 or 50, if, if you know, unless I'm just far off on this. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I actually, I kind of come back to the Auburn-Georgia thing. I think Auburn maybe got caught sleeping last week because they're looking at this game. They're getting ready to, like, to roll the dice and – I mean, that's a possibility. I li- I'm going to take Bama, but I think Auburn's going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah, um, you know, I think they, I think they, absolutely. I'd, I'd be shocked if Alabama went in there and just, you know, murdered them. Um, they don't even necessarily do that at home all the time in the series when they're supposed to. And look, the only thing that that matters as far as home field is the the number of home fans. It's not like they're you know, hours and, and hundreds of miles apart because they're not that far apart, obviously. Yeah. Um, the other thing that – now, this, this I think, is bad for Auburn. Uh, you know, Alabama didn't look like they were thinking about Auburn for a millisecond last week when they absolutely murdered Kentucky uh, in Lexington. They looked like they are just in the moment, locked in. Whoever is is on the other sideline, whoever's on the other side of the line of scrimmage, we're here to kill you, is, is the way that they kind of look right now. So I don't know how well that sets up. Uh, nor do I think Auburn will have a ton of answers for for uh, Milro, whether it be his legs or whether it be uh, you know his continued success through the air. Uh, here, here's a crazy thing that that just caught my eye a minute ago when I was thinking about this game. Remember, remember early in the season, you know Alabama was looking a little bit disjointed, and then they they lose the game against Texas. Uh, Milro was kind of an interception and a turnover machine. Yeah, the dude has got six inter- just six interceptions through 11 games. Now, he didn't play in one of them uh, being down in South Florida. But, I mean, what a turnaround, dude. That's That, that to me, shows maybe as much of his turnaround as, as anything else with the way he was kind of a turnover freak there for a little bit. He's also turned around that sack number, has he not? 
I believe he has. I'll tell you just a, in just a second what. Which some of that's going to be him as well. I know a lot. Of, oh, I know a lot yeah. of that's offensive line, but that's knowing when to get rid of the ball. You know, get through get through your uh, uh, get through your reads, get out, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, he he's been sacked thirty three times, um, and you know I know that number was sky high early season. Uh, the yeah. offensive line wasn't performing like like a lot of people thought it would, and I know they've also shaken some things up. Uh, along their offensive line, they're they're moving some younger guys around and, and really getting some results out of it, which is just lovely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd just be shocked, really, if if Auburn still didn't find a way to keep this within ten or less throughout the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would really surprise me with a runaway. I think would. Uh, but again, Alabama looks so focused that you know, if they if they do go down there and, or go to Auburn and, and lay one on them, I won't be totally shocked. No, for sure, for sure. Um, well, I'm I'm looking forward to Auburn to have a lot of fight here. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get into my prediction prediction, and I want to I want to read some of uh, some old comments from one of our old episodes from a Bama fan who's yet to respond to us on YouTube. So I'm going to go ahead and throw his name out there, um, and we'll we'll end the segment that way. But I'm going to take Bama, Bama 31, Auburn 30. That, that that voodoo magic, man. Uh, so I think what's going to happen is you'll see Auburn get around to that twenty-one marker, um, and then you're going to see them start to have to settle for field goals. I think they're going to be able to put some drives together through some hodgepodge voodoo magic plays. You know, the bouncing of the ball. I'm really just trusting the 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 universe here. Uh, or whatever it is that takes place inside of Jordan Hare to to find them some big plays to get them into uh, field goal range. So I'm going to take a, a couple of touchdowns there, and then a, a handful of field goals for them to get to to get to 30. But I think not taking Bama here, all logic says I would be an idiot. Yeah, uh, that's I totally feel that way. I, I feel the exact same way. Um, I think the score that I'm going to settle on is Alabama 35, Auburn 24. And I know that's just 11 points, but I think it's yeah. going to be so close throughout. I definitely think that the opportunity is there. Uh, look, the you know, the lowest that Al- Alabama hasn't scored less than 34 since October 14th. I mean, they really, they've really figured some things out. Obviously, you've got UT Chattanooga mixed in there, but you know you've got Tennessee, LSU, and Kentucky are the other victims of the way this offense has been playing lately. Uh, and the twenty-four came, of course, in the scare that they had at home against Arkansas. But uh, I think they're just too hot, too focused right now. I think they have so much belief that things are going to fall their way and and line up for them to make a push for that four spot. Uh, although they'll be, you know, very fortunate if they get that much chaos, but yeah. I think that's their mindset is that it's going to open up for them and that they're going to try to play their way into that. Yeah. 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 I'm with you, man. I dig it. I can see uh, in your, in your score there, I can see Bama getting a late touchdown to where the scoreboard wouldn't exactly indicate how close, how close that game was. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do something here that we've never done before in the pandemonium Reigns podcast. And I'm going to call out a guy. This guy Let's on the Tennessee Bama proj- projection, prediction and projection video uh, on YouTube 
four or five comments that he dropped, and uh, I responded to all of his comments in one. He's, bro, bro, you still yet to respond to me. And I just want to read some of this stuff because it's absolutely ludicrous. Um, so yeah. I'm going to blast this guy just for the sake of blasting a guy because I'm feeling petty. It's in the air. All right. He goes, keep in mind, this is the prediction and projection video when I went solo on. You don't know anything about football. You just want viewers, and you're talking about something you don't know nothing about. Tennessee quarterback threw great for the first half, but the game had another 30 minutes to play. It was the prediction video. Just getting to the QB doesn't win the game. Tennessee ran for an average of three and a half yards per play, and my Bama team only ran for 3.3 yards per run. Bama only had one penalty for five yards. Yeah, we know. Your channel won't last long when you don't even know your own your team, much less great Bama. Okay, bro. Here was my response. One, I played football at the collegiate level. What did you do? Two, you should work on your grammar and punctuation. Three, seems like you think this is the recap episode. This is the preview episode. Hindsight is 2020, is it not? Four, of course we want viewers. Isn't that the point of YouTube and uh isn't that the point of YouTube and building a channel? Five, if you don't like what we have to say, don't watch. Number six, God bless, go balls. He goes on uh before that comment. I'm not gonna read them all to just kind of like slanderous and yada yada yada. I'll just say this, bro. If you don't like us, but you're watching us. And listening to us, that makes you a fan. God bless. Go Vols. Before we get into our next game, let me go ahead and say thank you to uh, one of our sponsors, our friend Lauren Foster uh, in the real estate business covering the entire state of Georgia. Thank you, Lauren Foster, for being a uh, fantastic supporter of the Pandemonium Reigns podcast. She's been going strong in real estate since 2018. That's five years if you can do math. I cannot. Serving Forsyth, Hall, and Dawson County, you can get a hold of her at laurenfoster1 at kw.com. laurenfoster1 at kw.com. Lauren is a member of the KWC Million Dollar Club, which means she's got over a million dollars in sales. She does it with, with twin babies, meaning she's really good at what she does. So if you're looking to make a change, get in this home, get into that home, whatever it is, if you're in the state of Georgia, Lauren Foster is your girl. Lauren Foster one at kw.com, proud sponsor of the Pandemonium Reigns podcast. Florida goes down to Florida State. Excuse me. Geography goes up to Florida State and going to take on the Seminoles. My ESPN app has crashed. So no, here we go. Now, now we got to back up. ESPN likes the Seminoles. 81.4% on the FPI predictor thingamabob. Uh, over under is set at 49.5. Vegas likes the Seminoles. What feels low? 6.5. That feels incredibly low. I think roster for roster, talent for talent, one man on man. I don't know that there's a position group where I like Florida more. Or yeah, yeah, where I where I would like Florida more. I like I like state across the board, man. Yeah, uh and yeah, I mean it's it, and it is at Florida. That's that's really all they've got going for them. I mean, it's it's not game in the swamp is their main advantage. But it's the backup quarterback show. That's the great unknown. I'm, I'm with you. Every position group, man, every – and look, Florida has ran up some numbers because they've been, you know, having to, uh, you know, either throw for 400 or run for 300 to win games is the way it feels. Uh, so they, they've ran off some numbers, so they're probably pretty competitive when you look at the stats. But but here are some that, that are really, really bad for them. Florida, uh, Florida State has not allowed 30 points to any opponent 
this year. Florida State, five turnovers, 11 games. That's 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 outrageous. That's crazy. Uh, I don't even understand how you do that and don't have literal accidents or, or you know, perfect hits on your on the football while you're running. That's that's astounding. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those there's just not much that favors Florida unless young Max Brown is just a freak of nature. You know, yeah. Rotomaker, he is the the older quarterback. He's not played a ton. I get that, but he has he's stepped in for Jordan Travis before. He's he's done this before. Travis has been injured before, obviously. Yep. Um I you know, it's it's impossible to pick a quarterback to me because who's gonna do what, especially in a rival game that is not that close this year. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of emotions in this game, but just everything, absolutely everything, except for the unknown and the home field advantage goes in the Seminoles' direction. If you take roster out of the consideration, I'm still going to take Florida State. I'm going to take them for two reasons. Florida State is still playing for something, right? Uh, They're still playing for something. Uh, and I like the backup quarterback situation better at Florida State than I do for Florida. Uh, I think you nailed it. Rodemaker's been there. Uh, he's not new to Norvell or this system, and Seminoles still have a lot, a lot left on the table. And if this is a chance uh, in national spotlight for Rodemaker to do something, which we said on the on the previous episode, like if he can do something, you know, maybe he can convince you know the committee that you know he's good enough to lead this team. You know, into the playoffs and compete and compete well, possibly even win it. Uh, and I'll and I'll and I'll say this at the end of the day: I, Jordan Travis, Tate Rotomaker, uh, Michael Walker. You're throwing to Keon <laughs> Coleman. Exactly. You're throwing. Exactly. You're throwing to Jaheim Bell. You're handing off to Trey Benson. Uh, you're, you're you're throwing to Johnny Wilson. I I like that. Now I do think that Florida State has done this thing where they've played to the level of their competition. Uh, but this is a bit of rivalry, right? So pr- probably going to be easy yep. to get up for this one. Should be anyway. I don't know that it makes a difference that it's in Gainesville. I think Florida State can do a good job of taking the crowd out early. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get to my prediction and my final here. I'm going to take the Seminoles 45-31. I just think that the Seminoles have got too much, uh, whether it be intangible or tangible, whether it be roster or locker room, whatever it is. I just think too much favors Florida State, and I could even I could even see with Tate Rotomaker under center a blowout here in the Seminole favor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just yet again, the only scenario that would surprise me would be if Florida just handed them a big loss. You know, I, it, do they eke out a close game? Maybe because of the unknowns, because of the injury. Uh, maybe they're just deflated. I don't know. Uh, but the another issue for Florida, you just nailed one, or really you nailed both. You know, Tate Rodemaker is thrown to Johnny Wilson, Jaheim Bell, and Keon mm-hmm. freaking Coleman. He's yeah. turning around, he's handing the ball off to to Benson. Um, the other thing that you just mentioned, they they're fighting to show that they still belong as a top four team. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see them getting left out if if they manage to be an unbeaten team. Now that that will include their conference championship game against a. Much tougher Louisville, like we've talked about, how how resurgent they are, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just can't find a reason based on what I've seen from Florida. And, look, Max Brown almost pulled off a comeback after Graham Mertz was knocked out of the game in Columbia, Missouri, against a really good Missouri team. Mm-hmm. And I think I've said for a long time that Missouri was going to wear them out in November because it would be cold, 
Florida, has, you know, lacks all of these weapons. They're, you know, et cetera, you name it. I've said all those things, and that did not play out that way. They were very fortunate needing to convert the fourth and 17 that we talked about to win the game. But mm-hmm. th- there's just nothing that's going to lead me to believe that Florida wins this game until I see it. There's, there's nothing. I'm sorry. Uh, man, I'm sitting on some low numbers today. I feel like this is, again, why I got out of sports betting because my <laughs> gut just uh, leads me in incorrectly so often. I'm going to go Seminoles 31, Gators 17. I like it. I like it. There's a, there's a number of possibilities, big, close, whatever, where I just see Seminoles on top. I think the only way you're going to yeah. surprise me if the Gators pull this out. Yeah, and, I mean, again, I I can maybe eke one out, but they are if they did anything more than that, I'd be shocked. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could argue and say that that Florida's playing for bowl eligibility here, but truth be told, what does a bowl mean to this generation these days? I mean, we started to see this in the early consider- 2010s when Tyler Bray threw Kentucky to not go bowling. Yeah, uh, and and exactly. Uh, especially if you're going to be a very limited roster again like you were last year when Oregon State demolished you. That does more harm than good, arguably. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you get the extra practices with your young guys. Sure, that's great. You're obviously going to have to focus on your quarterback of the future if he's on the roster. Yeah. Now that Graham Mertz is, you know, going to be out of eligibility. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you on that. I, I just – there's not a good outcome. Six and six, five and seven – Say you win this game in a bowl game, you're seven and six. What does that prove to me? I mean, absolutely nothing. You you can't prove anything to me, but if, even if you win this game, because you're not beating Jordan Travis if you do win the game. And and props to you if you win it, but you're not doing that. For sure. For sure. Uh the, the only thing I would say to Florida is if if the bowl eligibility thing is even a conversation, it's probably only a conversation for those who are out of eligibility. Like they they yep. want another game, they want more time and pads, you know. Um but that's all that's all going to be up to uh, to Billy Napier. And I'm not convinced he is that kind of guy yet that he can do that. Uh, he is. Same. He's left. He's 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 left us nothing um, to assume that he is capable of that. So nonetheless, we're both going to take Florida State. I'm taking them 45, 31. Mike is taking them 31, 17. Two quick things for you. Uh when you go in the ESPN app, much like we do when we talk about these games, uh, I'm told per this app that you can get into this game for as low as $155. You do the same thing. You look at the Iron Bowl. You can get into the Iron Bowl for under $200, right at $197. Give me a guess for the game, what it costs to get in the door. Oh, gosh. Uh, this feels like a trap question. Um, because you're asking, I'm upset you up for these so much because, yeah, because you're asking, I'm going to assume that it's low. So I'll say under a hundred. I don't know. Uh, pretty low. $434. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. Love it. Wow. Wow. I love the dedication to this, to this, to that robbery. I read way too much into your face. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. 
All right, we're going to come to the end of episode 119. Before we get out of here, we're going to do some rapid fire picks because there's a ton of games to talk about, not a lot of time to talk about them. So we're going to rapid fire through these things. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of them. We should have gone 10 because 10 is an even number. And now my OCD is going crazy. We're going to rapid fire through them. We're just going to make um, uh, pick the winners. We're not doing scores. We're going to start in the Egg Bowl, Mississippi at Mississippi State, Mississippi minus 10. Mike, what you got? Rebel Black Bear Land Sharks. They're too much in this one for everything that that, that uh, Mississippi State's going through right now. Exactly. Mississippi State actually has nothing going for them. Uh, they got rid of nothing. players coach and Will Arnett. I don't think that they should have done that. Give me Lane Kiffin, and I, I'm going to take them to do more than cover. Texas Tech yep. at Texas. Texas minus 14. The game is in Austin. This is the last time for the foreseeable future that we will see Texas Tech at Texas. Texas Tech hates Texas. Texas Tech loathes Texas. Texas Tech cannot stand Texas, and Texas Tech would love to kick Texas in the booty hole before they left to the mighty SEC. What are you going to take right here, man? Oh, the the world, the college football world, destiny wants the Crimson Tide to, to receive this Texas loss so bad, but it's not to be. The Longhorns, they're going to close it out going one loss, you know, kind of the maximum number of losses we should, said they should be looking at, and then that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to take Texas right here. I do think it's going to be one of those things where people are texting one another, be like, bro, you need to flip it over to Texas Tech and Texas right now, but Texas will find a way maybe either coming back or separating themselves in the fourth quarter. I'll take Texas, but not necessarily to cover. Oregon State at Oregon. Oregon headed to the Big Ten. Oregon State headed to the Mountain West. They have very different trajectories. Oregon State is no pushover. Vegas has Oregon at minus 14. DJ Uyagalalele, can he go into Eugene and get her done? <clears throat> I really want to oh, have a hot take right here so bad that Oregon, Oregon doesn't care who is on the other sideline right now, dude. They just don't care. This Oregon State is the perfect team to to really turn. I mean, to make this game look like it's raining cats and dogs. Yeah, zero forward passes. Yeah, struggling to gain an inch, let alone a yard. But I like the balance of the Ducks, man. It's too much right now. I'm going to take Oregon State to keep this close. I like Oregon State to fight. I expect this to be a battle. I, I, I expect Oregon to be looking ahead to Washington. But in the end, you know what? A wise man once said, not true, not a wise man, uh, a butthole once said, we stand on business. Oregon is going to stand on business. I'm going to take Oregon to win this game, but not cover. Kentucky at Louisville. Louisville, minus seven and a half. Name me. A hotter team in the country right now than the Louisville Cardinals and um uh and the not the sinking ship, but they have some holes in their ship. Uh the Devin Leary led Kentucky Wild Hat uh, Wild Hats, Wildcats. What do you think, man? <laughs> what do you got? If I'm not mistaken, a win for Kentucky in this game would mean another year added to Mark Stoops contract. <laughs> uh, would mean a little bit of additional money. Uh, for reaching that that monumentous that monumental seventh win every season, they ain't getting it. They're six and six. They're going five hundred. They're going to continue to burn the talent that they have in town. 
namely because the, the Louisville Cardinals are hosting, and I don't like anything about the way Kentucky's playing the game right now. Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. Papa John's Stadium or whatever it's called is going to be on fire. That is a biddle rivalry. They have all kinds of momentum right now. They get to host Kentucky. Man, it's it's the battle of two different trajectories. I'm going to take Louisville, and I'm going to take them to double the cover. Yeah, I like that. I like that. A&M and whoever is leading A&M traveling to Baton Rouge to take on the Tigers of LSU. LSU minus 11.5. I'm just going to tell you, give me the Tigers. Give me the Tigers, dude. I think they're going to have revenge on their mind from Texas A&M getting their fifth win last year against LSU in this spot. And and I think Daniels is going to have a Heisman moment on the way. Mm. Hey, the message boards. Another Heisman moment because he's had a plenty. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Hey, the message boards in Aggieland think that Ryan Day is the next coach in College Station. Yes or no? Rapid fire. No. (laughs) Mainly because you don't want that. You don't want it, and it's not happening. Um, why yeah. would you believe it? Whatever. Wazoo oh. headed to the Mountain West. Washington headed to the Big Ten in Seattle. Minus 16.5 point favorites are the Huskies. This is another one a lot like Oregon, Oregon State, a lot like Texas Tech, Texas, where I think you could flip it over at a certain point in time where you could say you need history. It's right here. The, the 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 page of history is getting ready to turn, and the Cougars want this chapter to end a certain way. You need to go look right now. But still, give me the Huskies. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I, I, just again, they're finding ways. Oregon is mauling people. Washington is finding ways to win, and I think that's exactly what they're, they're going to do because it's win number twelve. Because they got that bump into the four spot. Give me the Huskies, and give me yet another Heisman moment. There you go. There you go. Clemson, minus seven and a half point favorites over South Carolina. Shane Beamers, excuse me, Gamecocks. Gamecocks fighting for bowl eligibility here. Are they going to get it? Hell to the no. <laughs> no, they are not. We're both taking Clemson, sounds like. LOL Clemson is uh, going to find win number eight. Agreed. Dabo Dabos. That's what he does. Yep. University of North Carolina and Mac Brown, minus two and a half point favorites at NC State. What you got? Here's my spot of vindication. North Carolina State is going to show you why it's time to move on from Mac Brown, I think. Uh, North Carolina, three-point favorite. I just don't understand that on the road at NC State. I know it's a minor number. Give me the Wolfpack. Can you see what I did here? Can you see that I underlined NC State? My handwriting's terrible. I am also uh, a liar. I am also taking the Wolfpack. I'm also taking the Wolfpack just because of the uncertainty on who Carolina is. Drake May is on his way out, basically, at this point. How inspired is he going to be? A lot of questions there. Um, Wolfpack, it's, it's one of those things where um, – what's the name of that stadium? It's coming to me. It's coming to me. It's coming to me. It's not coming to me. It's going to be on fire. It's a bit of rivalry. Um, Carter Finley. Carter Finley, expect overrated chance by the end of it. Uh, give me the Wolfpack. Last one, California. Why are we talking about California? Because they're traveling to UCLA, who's traveling to the Big Ten. Cal's last opportunity to slap around a, a future Big Ten opponent. UCLA, nine-point favorites. What you think? 
think I'm going to go with UCLA, man. They won over through a lot of drama over USC. Not that the win over USC is the most impressive thing in the world, but give me the freaking Bruins because I ain't seen Cal play in about 10 weeks as well. Yeah, Cal's not good. Give me UCLA. Yeah. Well, that was fun, man. Yeah. Rap, rapid fire through nine of those puppies. We appreciate you guys tuning in and hanging out with us, whether you're driving for Thanksgiving, going to see family. Maybe you're currently escaping for your family, making a unnecessary grocery run uh, while you turn on the boys of Pandemonium Reigns. Thank you so much again uh, for hanging out with us, for liking, for subscribing. Uh, we hope, it is our hope that your team wins this weekend, unless your team is Bama or Georgia. We are all for it. We are all for it. We love you guys. Again, make sure you hit like. Make sure you hit subscribe. Appreciate you so, so, so much for hanging out with us. Have a wonderful, seriously, have a wonderful and and blessed Thanksgiving time with your family. Enjoy that. Enjoy this weekend. Uh, it's the last of a lot of rivalries that we will see for the foreseeable future. It is the last of this chapter, as you know it, as far as the Big the Big Ten, as far as the Pac-12 goes, as far as the, the Big Big 12 goes. Um, it's all done after this weekend. So enjoy it. Relish in it. Enjoy the time with your family. We love you guys. God bless. Go Balls.